Hello and welcome to episode 160 of How About This. Wah, 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 DJ Roby, voici un peu hip-hop français. Salut tout le monde, c'est How About This. On l'écoute sur la bande de How About This. Le connaissant, c'est les rondes dans How About This. Les meilleurs podcasts se fondent sur How About This. Il s'appelle la Gézamil, commence à la dialogue. Il s'appelle la Kalili, ma baba des détroits. Il s'appelle la Kikili, il est constamment en vogue. Et ainsi, on rentre quand je se trouve à Bernard Herzog. Hello. Bienvenue au podcast How About This. Cette intro est à la langue de la Flutterlist. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. C'est un point d'écouter How About This. 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 Direct à Melbourne en Australie, motherfucker. Finally out of the 150s. I feel like it was a, a journey well, sort of, well... Well, well trod. Mm. I, I thought we were in flow state a lot. In I felt like the the. Extent. I think you're in flight state. You were away. That's true. A lot during that time. That's I why was. there were like massive. We did five episodes in one day, and then there were five weeks of nothing. So yeah. it seems like a really long time for us. And then we did a double up in there. Yeah, and you guys uh, went to New Zealand. Yeah. So look, we've covered some continents. We've covered some time. And you brought something back with you from New Zealand. We did. Yeah. Uh, and this is like a turning point for oh my how about God. this. This is like a brand new era. Yeah. One sixty, the dawn of a new era. Yeah. And if you can't change, what can you do? Honestly. Uh, and you so can please, die. please welcome, uh, for the first time ever, we've got a special guest uh, just sitting into. Before you introduce, everyone's going, I wonder who's going to do a character. Like at home. They're all listening, going, <laughs> yeah. oh, I wonder what. Is it going to be Paul McCartney? Or is it like, you know? <laughs> we have a fourth person in here. We've had yeah. to plug in a whole fourth microphone for a fourth actual person. Real person. All the way from Portland, Oregon, via New Zealand, uh, where we stumbled into him. Um, and uh, look, uh, to be fair, Jason's met him all over the world. All over the world. And I've known him for five minutes. Yes. So it could end in hugs or That's true. violence. We've all had a different amount of uh, time. <laughs> or both. Of knowing our very first ever uh, special guest mm. in the studio, the Garage Du Jour. Yep. Please give it up. It's Clayton Pierce. Woo! It's an honor to be here. Yeah. Did I get your name right? I panicked right at the end that I didn't actually know your surname. You got it. I went with Pierce and I, Pierce? I committed, but I did it in that way that it. I only half committed. I was like, Clayton yeah. Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> That's half this podcast. Here's a fact about the. <laughs> what, what I panicked was that I, I feel like you've got quite a long name on Facebook, uh, Clayton. Yes. And I feel like maybe I'd only committed the first two. Maybe there was a whole lot after Pierce that was relevant that, that I had forgotten. Thing? No, it's just my middle name. Just your middle name. Mm. I like I like the way it sounds. So what, I, what's your middle name? McLean. McLean. So together, it's like John McLean. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. he doesn't want to harp on about it, but yes, yeah, exactly but yes, like totally John like McClane. that guy from Die Hard. That's why yeah. he never wears shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's exactly that reason. That's awesome. So um, you've made it. You, you've stumbled into the garage today because you um you've you've got one day in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, you're staying at Jason's house. You're completely jet lagged, and we've just thrown a microphone in, in your hand. hand and said. Be our first guest. <laughs> yeah, and it's. Uh, I, I understand this is the first time you've had a guest on the show, and I feel like it's yeah. uh, big shoes to step into. Well, there's no shoes, and yeah. you've got yeah. no shoes. There's yeah. no right. shoes so in that plane. That's why we let you in. <laughs> but we, there will be broken glass. We had, a, <laughs> we had a no shoes policy, and you're the only person so far to fit the bill. Yep. Perfect, perfect. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, I th- what I like is that the first time ever we've had a guest, is we've picked someone whose com- brain is completely fried. So I feel like they just fit right in. Fit perfectly. He's, he was on the – he had to be at the 
airport in and in Wellington at four o'clock in the morning there, which is basically like two o'clock in the morning here. Yeah. Oh, so, today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've I done picked, that flight. Oh I, my god. That's... I picked him up from the airport. Um, oh wow. And, and drove him over here. So. Oh. He, he didn't say anything about the smell either. It was very kind. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been on that flight, Clay. Yeah, we, we all know. know what happens. We know it. The, the aromas that are generated on international flights, um, yeah. they are what they are. Just go with it. And to make, a, to make a fuss about it is to go against, I think it was mentioned in the Geneva Convention that you're not allowed to yeah, yeah. pick on people for their- International law. Their flight aromas. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the thing that really angers me probably the most about the, the whole state of affairs is North Korea talk about your odour all the time. I know. Yeah. Like they're just f- flagrantly talking. About it, cult nation. I know it's insane. It's rogue. What rogue? <laughs> Why poke the bear? Why? <laughs> they don't care anymore. No, they are the bear. Yeah. Um, but welcome to the podcast, Clayton. It's Thank a pleasure you, to have you here. Um, hopefully, here. Um, it does not psychologically scar you forever. <laughs> um, be warned. Eighty percent of the podcast is references to stuff that we've mentioned in previous podcasts. It's, <laughs> it's just a series of in jokes yeah. and um, recurring characters that may or may not make sense to you. And the other twenty percent is us just yelling a yeah. lot. The only thing that will make sense to you is the unbelievably accurate Paul McCartney impersonation that, that Carl does, that Sinead O'Connor does, yeah. through Carl. Hi, I'm Paul um, McCartney. <laughs> it's amazing. That's it. Um, but we do uh, have a lot of facts to get through. Awesome. Uh, generally, on this podcast, there's a lot of facts. We deal in facts. We're fact factoids. What's what's the word? We're fact. Um, not dealers. Factoids. No, we deal in brokers. Factoids. Fact brokers? Yeah, like fact brokers. Fact yeah. Bro- uh. See. Finally, someone who can answer my questions <laughs> oh, no. properly. I'm not saying that I'm auditioning for a car replacement car. I'm just saying. <laughs> it feels like, you know where bands get an extra memory? Like, oh, they're going to break up. Because it's like, we need something. Let's get a new person. Uh, let's just break up, guys. <laughs> um, no, we're just we're going through our experimental phase. Yeah, yeah. 160 to possibly 200. Oh, um, that's that's experiments. Give me some time. That's good. <laughs> no, we're not saying every episode's an experiment. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that's our window of putting experimental episodes in oh, there. I'd like to just throw down good. on the table now that one of those episodes, I speak entirely in burps. Yeah. I'm just, that's, Do it. You know. Can you burp on cue? Yeah. Do it. Oh, good. Jeez. Yeah. Was a, he, he was under pressure and he delivered. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can do oh, it. Yeah. We are I, also drinking ginger beer. I can. Yes, uh, yes this is our uh, ginger beer fueled episode. Yes. Um, non alcoholic, guys, if you're wondering. I yeah. mean, I know we are prone. It's a Saturday morning mm-hmm. um, and we are on the Kirk's ginger beer. Uh, we just want to see how that's going to affect our flow mm. and our mad skills. Um, so far, good. I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, it's, all, it's all up. But how long can that sugar rush last? I don't know. <laughs> There's more in the fridge, though. Um, guys, uh, speaking of drinking ginger beer, yeah. um, here's a, just a fact about weight loss. Um, <laughs> if we lose 10 kilograms of fat, yes, uh, 8.4 kilograms, uh, I will preface this by going, if Carl doesn't already know this, it's, uh, it's a fucking miracle. Okay. Um, 8.4 kilograms turns into carbon dioxide, which is exhaled when we breathe out, while 1.6 kilograms turns into water, which is excreted through all the usual watery channels. <laughs> Does it say <laughs> no, that? No, it says u- urine, tears, and urine, tears, and sweat. Right. I just, I just had a new, I just had a more flowery way of saying that through all the watery channels. All my fat is. I like that. Exclusively excreted through tears. Yeah. I think every episode I get to change the name of my band, and yeah. I think that's my. That's all the watery channels. Yep. That's that's my new band's name. Or 
name. That's more of an album name. I feel yeah. like that's more of an album name. Um, and so that's just that's just a simple fact about where all that fat's how how it's leaving us. And we breathe most of our fat out. Wow. wow. So we're just. Oh, I like to feel like I'm, I need to focus more on my breathing. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm giving my breathing enough a, a, a sort of credence about you what. Should go into. There's all that sort of. Did you know that, Carl? I I know something about the carbon dioxide, the breathing out thing, yeah. and stuff, but not to that. I didn't really know that. No. Are you saying that if I breathe more, I'll lose weight? Uh, I think that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, no, I think the point of the fact is, uh, so, I guess if you think about it, where is the fat going? It doesn't just evaporate. So mm. it, I guess that's just how it leaves the body. Mm. It's broken mm. down mostly into carbon dioxide and wow. we breathe we breathe it out. Um, but so if you lose that, that weight, so you're burning that weight for fuel. Yeah. And the, and the byproduct of that, I think, is the carbon dioxide yeah, yeah. that you're burning yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. I think that's probably. Um, so you've got to do something to lose the weight first. Yeah. Right. Other than breathing. I see. Yeah. It's like you've got to get all of the fat into the airlock and then <laughs> yeah. hit the airlock release. Um, but you've got to do something to get it. It takes a lot to of work airlock. to get it into the airlock. Yeah. Get off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> so if I lose weight. I'm, am I contributing to global warming? Yes. Oh, uh, yes, yes. All exercise is contributing to the death of this planet. Wow. Um, yeah. So we'll all live long enough to see it die. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a thing. Because we'll be so fit. Um, <laughs> did you know that a Dutch nursing home for people with dementia puts actual yes. size stickers oh, no. of their former front door on the doors to their rooms? <laughs> this helps the patients find their rooms and gives the place a familiar, a familiar feel. Wow. wow. I feel like there's a whole business, a sticker business that found a little niche um, and couldn't believe their luck. We're going yeah. out of business. <laughs> what are we going to do? We need to make our stickers bigger. Quick, what are you doing? Door stickers. Door stickers. You know what my grandma misses? Her door. She, she doesn't know which door is hers. Of all the things in her life that she misses in the home is her door. <laughs> what if, I I'm, allowed to say, I'm Dutch. I yeah. get to say that. Yeah. I get to do that. Uh, and I'm you allowed do to do it. very it. well. I would like a, a, the Dutch character to come back some oh, more. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's beautiful. Work on it. Sure. Um, and like all things I do, I won't. And one of you guys will do it. <laughs> yeah, we need more Dutch. Carl's not doing it. We're going to do it. Um, but I feel sorry for all the dementia patients that had nondescript doors. Yeah. Or doors that just look like the doors from the nursing home. Yeah. And so they put the sticker on it. It just doesn't help that much. They're like, and they're looking at all everyone else's fancy doors and they're like, oh. Or they're an orphan brought up in that home, yeah. in the nursing home. And so they work there and they, and they end up being a patient there. And it's just like, this is just a no, sticker of the same door. door. Yeah. Oh, but I, I like to think they still put a sticker there. Even if it's the, a sticker of the exact <laughs> exactly same the door, same. they still get a sticker. And one day a year they just swap the stickers around. Yeah. One for one day. Yeah. Just yeah. to see where people go. <laughs> just be cruel. Yeah. There was a thing I jumped in and said, yes, because I thought I knew that fact. Because there's a um there's like a village in the Netherlands that they've set up and it's basically there's a shopping center. I think the Dutch person should tell us these facts. <laughs> Is it a Dutch fact? Is it a Dutch fact? It is a Dutch fact. Then all Dutch facts definitely need okay. a Dutch accent. So there's this village in the, I love it already. In the Netherlands. No, 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 do it. Wait, the um, Netherlands. I, I'm never sure. What's it? The Netherlands is Holland? No, or? Holland is a, is a sector. Do you call it sector? I just want to say words with S's. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, <laughs> called the Netherlands. No, called Holland, and that is in the Netherlands. Oh, ah, yeah. Though my mum was born in Groningen. Yes. Which is, not in, uh, which is not in Holland, but she says she was born in Holland. Oh. And her birth certificate says she was born in Holland. So there's a little, lot of grey area. Grey, yeah. Uh, but and what's, low-lying areas. But <laughs> what, was the, what was the Dutch fact that you had for oh, us? Oh, they, they set up a village with the shopping centres and all those things. Mm-hmm. And the they all the people who work there are people 
who who have the um, training yes. with the um, working with the old people with the Alzheimer's. So they work with the people, and but they they work in the shop. So you go to the shop, yeah. and there is a person there who is trained to work with you know with people with the Alzheimer's and the dementia. Yeah. But they're actually a trained person. So I might be selling you the milk, mm-hmm. but I'm also a trained person. So maybe. you're ready. So the whole village is designed. So it's a whole village that is capable so and able. So these people can wander around and get lost and do all those things, and everyone can take care of them. Oh, that's ah, that's, that's proactive. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Good. Does that, we're very progressive. <laughs> no, no, it's not like Sean Connery. Where, where does the uh, Dutch courage come from, the phrase Dutch courage? Because uh, the, uh, there was a drink called Dutch. And you drank it and it gave you courage. <laughs> okay. We're pretty, you know, we're pretty close to German in terms of upper You Keep okay. it simple. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Speak it, it like it is. Keep it Maybe that's stupid. why Carl has, uh, you have that um, that predisposition predisposition for yes. liking things that just state what they are. Oh, maybe. Like, because that's your sort of, your sensible Dutch heritage. Yeah, or my my concentration span is very short. And yeah. At a certain point, I'm like, what? And you're very sort of intellectually lazy. You're like, you don't want to work too hard. <laughs> no, God, like, why? Don't make me jump through hoops to figure want, out what you're trying to say. My mental desire path. <laughs> <laughs> it's just here to there. Um, well, I followed, uh, I was uh, in New Zealand as well, and I took a day out of town. Uh, I borrowed a car, and I took a day out of town. When you I, say borrow, I know your, about your childhood and things like that. Uh-huh. You stole the car. Yes, I yeah. stole a car. Sure. Uh, but to be fair, I returned it to the exact same spot and left okay. $20 on the dash <laughs> right. for fuel. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it may have inconvenienced someone. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I went out, and, and I was walking through some trails out uh, out in the, the bush in the mountain there, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful, of course, because it's New Zealand uh, national parks and stuff. Yep. And I just saw this faintest desire path like just off i went that looks like that looks like a desire path and i followed it and i lost it twice oh, going shit. through the scrub did you know where you were going though like could you get your way back yeah yeah you couldn't find that path yeah well i i i, I culled every tree that i went past so oh, there cool. was a clear yeah. path afterwards. <laughs> uh, but just peed and marked your center yeah, yeah yeah he followed a desire path and created a geary path yeah, yeah. Ah. destruction <laughs> look it up look it up and so, uh, but there were two points where I was like, oh, I, I can't see it. And I had to stop and, and like really, really look. And then all of a sudden we go, that's it. That's it right there. And one was running past a little kind of creek because it was on the side of a hill. Mm. And it took me down, uh, uh, down a hill uh, and out into one of those beautiful stony kind of creeks uh, that you oh. get in, uh, in New Zealand National yeah, yeah. Parks with stones and uh, f- beautiful, clear, fresh water. You can see the fish in the water like and stuff. Like a stream. It was, it was amazing. And I just sat there and I felt like I was out of time. Like, wow. uh, And uh, no, no other people anywhere, but this, someone had figured out and enough people knew about it to create the sl- smallest desire path you'd ever see. It was beautiful. It was Maybe wonderful. you'd walked that path in a previous life. Maybe I had. Yeah. Maybe you're the I only person. I had. You're in a time loop and you're the only person that's ever walked that path. I've I created that path. <laughs> I want to make a desire path talking of time loops that goes out and then snakes around to the right and then loops all the way back out and comes back on itself. So you just walk out and then it just loops back and you end up yeah. back where you were. I um, it's a when you desire um, a circular closure. and point and pointless. Uh, no, when route. I desire to just screw with other people, <laughs> that's <laughs> your desire. Oh look, where's that path go? <laughs> hey, what? Yeah. Clayton, you just did a big big walk. Uh, I did when, do a big walk. On the South Island of New Zealand. Yeah, I hiked uh, the Abel Tasman, and I did about 35K in two days. Whoa. Yeah. And That's a big walk. It was a big walk. It's did, a great walk, they tell me. Yeah? They tell you. It's one of you the did. great walks. Yeah. What do you tell you? Yeah, did you uh, like I, it? I just had a, I had a great time. Awesome. It, was, it was a beautiful place, and uh, 
I swam in the ocean a little bit. Whoa. I watched the sunrise on the bay. I you ticked um, all the boxes. Wow. Yeah. Did it, you find any desire paths or was it all just one big desire path? You could just go, oh, I'm going to go to this spot right now. And yours were the only footpath, <laughs> footprints. I'm very, very uh, hyper aware of not being a shitty American. Uh-huh. <laughs> So uh, if there's not something that's a designated trail, I probably was going to avoid it. I see. Right. Yeah. I mean, I had like, I had desire to to, to see everything, but I really, <laughs> really didn't want to be that guy. It's like tramping through the, the 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 wilderness and stepping on native creatures, and and even though that you are, <laughs> even though that you're like the one person that you've seen for the last three hours, as soon as you step <laughs> off the track, someone's going to pop up and go, "Excuse me, yeah, they're going to point saying, I knew it, <laughs> I knew it." This is this is just what Donald Trump would want. <laughs> yeah. You just need to practice a different accent, like Dutch or Oh yeah. yeah. So if you ever get sprung doing something horrible, you're just like Oh, I don't know how good my Dutch is. That's that's <laughs> whatever. I think it you just, just need to get a bit of a sh on your esh. I think that's it. Not, that's all it is. Like Sean Connor? Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's Sean Bainery. Um did you, uh, an MTV fired Russell Brand several days after coming to work dressed as Osama bin Laden the day after the 9-11 attacks well, that's... <laughs> and bringing his drug dealer to the MTV studios. In, in some ways, I was like, uh, the Osama bin Laden, I'm like, I don't know if that's fireable. Like, yeah. like his job was probably to be a bit provocative. Yeah, of course. But bringing a drug dealer, I mean, that's fireable. But also doing it... It's MTV. Also yeah, no, doing it a couple of days after... The bombings was pretty. That's yeah. that's that's pretty poor taste. He's edgy. That's you Too know what? soon. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree that's too soon. If we're trying to graph, but things. also he was fucking whacked off his face on yeah. drugs. Yeah, yeah, like just crazy off his head. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen those things where he's, they're almost docos where he's just talking about how just messed up he was. And yeah, he's he's pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of the time. So probably there was probably a, a, a wealth of reasons why they could get rid of him, sack him. I'd be surprised if he remembers working there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a 30-foot tree trunk known as the Old Man of the Lake that has been floating vertically in Oregon's Crater Lake. Hey. Are you aware of the Old Man of the Lake? Are you aware, are you aware of not. Oregon's Crater Lake? Crater Lake is, yeah, is one of the seven wonders of the world, I believe. There you wow. go. Oh, wow. This is a perfect fact. We've got someone from Oregon <laughs> awesome. here. Oh, internet, you've done it again. So, so apparently wow. there is a 30-foot tree trunk known as the Old Man of the Lake. So what's in, that? That's about 10 metres. In this crater. That is fucking huge. That has been floating there for nearly 120 years. Floating tree. Upright. In 1938, they tracked the tree trunk's movements and discovered that it had travelled a total distance of over 60 miles in just under three months. Hmm. So it's just floating around there, just being the old tree trunk in the lake. So I guess all the roots and stuff must just keep it buoyant, like yeah, and 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 upright. And upright. Yeah, that's crazy. And you'd wonder why it doesn't just rot away. Yeah, is it an alien tree? It's Possibly. Magic. It's well, a crater. It's- Did that tree make the crater? I mean. Maybe it's got moss and stuff that have grown and protected it. It's a space tree, guys. Or <laughs> well, it's very pristine. The yeah. water is very, very, very clean. Ah. It's like space water. Are you saying it's space water? I Caused mean, by space it, tree. Because it, well, it is be a crater. That's what I'm saying, Carl. Oh, my God. What you're saying makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah an asteroid Rick with his, yeah, with his little tangents. Hypothesis. <laughs> no. Based on actual facts, the crater was caused by what? <laughs> a, probably a little seed thing that grew yep. into a tree yep. that's impervious to rotting wow. um, will not, and will not tip over. Just floats in that lake. It just points to the home world yeah. all the time. Oh. 
or that tree is a cocoon. <gasps> and we're all going to die <laughs> when whatever's inside comes out. Oregon goes first. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for having a, a little known wonder of the world. Wow. <laughs> I say little known just because I didn't know about it. And if yeah. I don't know about it, it's little. I mean, how how wonderful could up? it be? What it's, are the other natural though. wonders of the world? Can we name them? At natural? Least? Yeah. Well, uh, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. The Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon, yeah. I feel like the Americans just Lake. got right on it, didn't they? It's, it's going to be a river like the Amazon, one of the is big Uluru, giant rivers. Uluru's one. Oh, let's say it is. It should be. It's pretty impressive. I'm saying it is. That's one big rock. Yeah. I just, uh, I just, I can't. I just think of the old ones. I can't think of the the old ones, ones the ancient ones. Yes, um, like the Babylonian Victoria hanging garden. falls. Yes. No, nah, I reckon falls if you're going the falls, you've, you've you got to pick one. You can't Niagara, one Niagara, yeah, yeah, it's going to be Niagara. Niagara falls. Well, so. your guys' big rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uluru. Uluru, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you already said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just said it in a way that you wouldn't understand because yeah. we're trying to. Eat. We're a pretty tight click, like, and we just want to make sure that you know you're on the outside. How about this? When we say Uluru, what we mean is our very big rock. Yeah. Well, just put it in words I can understand. Oh, no, Clayton. Oh, no. I've had a long flight. We've got a guest in for one reason and one reason only, to exclude you from our conversation. And tell us some things about Cradle Lake. Crater Lake? Crater, Crater Lake. Crater. Crater. It wasn't clear when he said no, that. No, no, I do see where you've gone there. Where your logic has leaped because it's, it's a cradle for the aliens that <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the birthing chamber. Yeah, the birthing chamber. Yeah. Birthing of chamber lake. The next, of our doom. The next phase, yeah. I like to think of it as. Because I'll be um, making friends with them as fast as possible. Yes, our new overlords. <laughs> I'm so lovable. <laughs> How can they resist my charms? You'll be there with some extension cords. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some I'm gonna, soup. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this world real cozy for you, <laughs> just the way you like it. Uh, Andorra uh, declared war on Germany during World War One, but didn't send any soldiers because they didn't have an army. Oh, it's empty words. Andorra. Wow. Yeah. Classic um, Andorra. Uh, but at the Treaty of Versailles, Andorra was forgotten and technically remained at war with Germany until the two countries declared peace in 1958. Wow. So that World War One actually just, just continued on. For them it on. just blended into World War Two, <laughs> But also had absolutely no tangible effects on yeah. anyone yeah. because <laughs> they had no soldiers uh, and... And, had no, and there was no impact. To be fair, in World War II, Andorra had a one-man army. <laughs> Did that's all. That's, that's okay. I was like, and <laughs> who was it? Yeah, what? Who is it? Is I it? see. So, so their war, their 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 World War One went. <laughs> yeah, further than World War Two. World War Two. Yeah, and passed it. Just one giant war for them. It's just like the um, series of Mash that went longer than the war. Yeah. So <laughs> they call it World War Two then. No, I don't think for and, them. And Dora never had a World War I think II. they just called it the never-ending war. Yeah. The never-ending <laughs> war. <laughs> Which ended. Oh. Which ended. Yeah. Yes. All things like end. the never-ending story. I oh, know. That was so disappointing. It's, t- it's a tough promise to make. It yes. is. The never-ending story. And yeah. you're like, really? Where's I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch this. I, but all they've got to do is like every hundred years make another one and like see. But do you know, <laughs> I, I've read the book. Yeah. Or well, when I say I've read the book, I read a lot of the book. Right. Um, because the book it goes actually, up. like, the, the movie is like the first half of the book. Right. Ah. Um, and then the book goes into him rebuilding the world. Like, he, oh. like, the, the, that kid from so the, the movie. So the nothing. Because the nothing's destroyed almost everything. There's only one little seed right. left. Right. And his job is to rebuild the world with his imagination. And so the second half of the book is all, is that him rebuilding this world. Oh. And it's just a lot of very, it's, 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 
it's hard to read. Right. Um, and so in many ways it is the never-ending story because very few oh, people right. get to the end of it. <laughs> so I wonder if they did that on purpose because like, well, let's make the second half of this book so Shit. unreadable and kind of like, you know, like it's fine, but it's just like, oh, it's not <sighs> a, like the first half's so fun, you know, it's yeah, all, yeah, it's all yeah. happening. Um, and so I've never finished the never-ending story and, and in some ways it's, it's, that's perfect. I, I would have just like a little bit of a code underneath, like the, the never-ending story. We're just going to show you this little tiny part yeah. of it. Yeah. A, a, a bit of the never-ending story. Excerpt from. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Ah, excerpt. Good. And, and the words he's, and the he's facts. Good. Well, and, how come, and the right. I just want to know how come they, they made sequels to that movie. Why did they not use the second part of the book? Um, because, as I said, it's, it's almost it's unreadable. Because <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> All right. The never-ending building. <laughs> What's he going to build next? With his mind. I'm going to think of a building. There's a building. I'm going to think of a church. There's a church. <laughs> Just like two hours of that. <laughs> oh. Kids will watch anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more you talk about it, the more I want to see it. Actually, yeah, because you could think of some crazy stuff. Is a building that can smile. In 5,000 years of human history, only two diseases have been eradicated. Can you name them? Smallpox. Correct. And? Which it hasn't. No, no. They, They've they, got it. For polio? When they need it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd say polio. Polio? Yeah. I don't know. They, <laughs> I haven't looked into I should have really. <laughs> okay. No, it's here. It's here, but I don't know what. It, I've never heard of it oh, before. Right. Ah. It sounds like something that the Dutch, <laughs> that the Dutch would have come up with. Yeah. It's called... Rinderpest. Rinderpest. I've never heard of it. It's because it was eradicated. I wonder if it's got one of those names that's. Yeah, it could you be. Know, it's probably polio. Polio. Yeah. <laughs> also known as polio. They got rid of smallpox and Rinderpest. Mm. Rinderpest. <laughs> mm. Which used to be spread by Sinterklaus. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the bad children of, of Holland got, got Rinderpest in their stocking. Rinderpest <laughs> does sound like a tasty dip. And yeah. Campish. Is it the other one Campish? He's, the, he's like the devil dude as well. I thought it was Krumpus. Oh, something like that. Krampus. Oh, come on, we've got to get our Krampus. Dutch. It's Krampus. 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 Oh, in between. Oh, there we go. You said Krampus. I said Krampus. I say tomato. The guy who knows things. Said, said the right <laughs> thing. Said the right thing. <laughs> what did I say? Krampus. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's where they learn. <laughs> that's where they that's learn. where they learn to be evil. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Krampus campus. Everyone, shit down. <laughs> Why are you all shitting down? You're supposed to disobey here. You're not evil. Get out. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> Space has been continuously occupied by humans for the last almost 15 years. Really? We just had someone up there. Wow. Just being person. in space. That was, you know, and then there's like 2,000 years because the Egyptians are up there. <laughs> Bad shit. Like pyramids and stuff. Yeah. Just like launching pads. I don't think that actually. No. <laughs> he's he's on the fence about it. Yeah, I don't think it's true. I'm just going to look at Clayton and see if, if, if is it true? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, them in the Mayans. I'm just going out there now. I'm going. I'm going to name ancient cultures. The Mayans were also true. Yes. They were real. Um, do, you know where the, do you know where the Mayans studied? Space. <laughs> yes. Space. <laughs> the space mines. I've got one more sad little fact. The Mayan Sad. Mines. One more sad. It's like a melancholy fact. Okay. Or a metaphor for human existence as told through the allegory of, uh, of whales. Okay. Um, Lolita, the killer whale. Has been kept in Miami. Sleep with a really old whale. <laughs> has been kept in a Miami Seaquarium <laughs> since 1970. That's a long oh, time. That the is. orca is 20 foot long and her tank measures 60 foot uh, by 80 oh. foot by 20 foot deep. Uh, her only company for 10 years was Hugo, uh, another whale. Hugo died after a brain aneurysm 
caused by repeatedly banging his head on the tank windows. Yeah. Oh, that's very go. sad. Aren't we all Hugo in some way? <laughs> Just repeatedly banging our head against our glass cages, begging for sweet, sweet release from this mortal coil. Yeah, oh, alien overlords, when will you set us free? <laughs> As, uh, All that SeaWorld stuff and things is just like, yeah. yeah, look, that dolphin did a somersault. Yeah, yeah. D- don't look over here now, kids. The show's <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, on What's our recent uh, recent trip to the Gold Coast, I went to SeaWorld and mm. I felt really bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there was one kind of uh, uh, open kind of tank that was quite big and you could walk around and, and it was full of like tropical fish that would kind of live there. And it was, okay. it was beautiful and, and it had like enough that glass bottom boats could go on the top and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But there were dolphin pens as well and yeah, stuff. And I, I didn't see stuff. any of those shows. <laughs> But it, it, there was like one of their new things is that uh, like a penguin exhibition, like a emperor penguin exhibition, right? And uh, and on the way, with Morgan out, Freeman's voice just narrating <laughs> yeah. everything they do. And uh, on the way out, I I, I just kind of dipped in. The girls were off doing something. I went, oh, I'll check out this penguin thing quickly. And I never regretted walking in somewhere more than 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 that. I just walked in and I was it, all the penguins were just standing there, and it was, had the shittiest painting of a. <laughs> of the Arctic <laughs> on the walls. Your home. Your like, home, penguins. Shut up. Is. There it is. That's to make you feel better, not the penguins. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was, it, they were just kind of set. You may as well just had little stickers on the window that just read, help me, please. <laughs> help me, please. Because they were all just standing up against the window, just going, not doing anything, like just kind oh, of standing. Just, they're just like, we will get you. Yeah. It was, yeah. This will not end well for you humans. When will the cell be over? Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. uh, and that's the end of our sad and molly- melancholy <laughs> uh, <laughs> random facts, guys. Um, but they've carried us through roughly to the halfway mark, so I feel like they've done cool. a pretty bloody good job. Oh, wait, no, I had oh. one more, one more oh, that oh, I was saving. Oh, 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 um, yeah. Just because I yeah. wanted to check it out. Uh, wait, All let right. me find it. Okay. It was um, the 1992 Radiohead song Creep yep. uses a similar chord progression as The Air That I Breathe by The Hollies. Consequently, after winning a plagiarism lawsuit against Radiohead, the writers of that song are co-credited are credited as co-writers of Creep. Oh, my God. And I did not know, but I do have that song. The I Buddy Holly to check. song. Uh, do, um, do we have uh, a Jack for this? Okay, we are jacked in. We're ready to go. So this is just to compare and contrast. If this song makes you feel any at all reminiscent of Creep by Radiohead, uh, it's The Air That I Breathe by The Hollies. Not so far. No, Blind Rain by Blind Melon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No rain, no rain. No rain, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that chord progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that sounds a lot like Creep. Yeah, yeah. yeah but every song's been written before. It's not fair yeah, to that's... just like pick that one out. Like I've written that song before. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should probably stop writing this because it's Creep. Or you should just get get in touch with Radiohead and say, say... hey, Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm surprised. I mean, that's got to happen. Like, this, what? How many chords are like I mathematically? Know. Yeah. And the amount of music that comes out, that surely it different. just goes back to four songs. Yeah, but yeah. there's, I guess, there's the chord progressions, which is a, there's a. Clearly, a finite amount of, but then there's what you do with those, uh, like what melody you put over the top of sure. it. Yeah, it's so there's, much that because you could, yeah, because yeah, you could make you could definitely do a different song by what when you're playing exactly the same. 
record. Mm. Well, Clayton mm. you can sing a whole and records song. music, so you have a I, better I insight into this. But I mean, I, I literally, uh, within the last six months or so, I was like, I haven't written a song for a while. I'm going to start just playing, yeah. and I was having my time to, by myself and <laughs> playing playing some music, and I was like stumbled across chord progression. I'm like, you know, this sounds pretty good. This is pretty good. Like, what would what would a melody sound like over this? And it's like, da 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 da. <laughs> I've just tried to write creep again. <laughs> I, so maybe I need to uh, stop writing if, this. People just default to creep. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, if they're in the right mood and are trying to write a song, it will start to sound like creep or the air that I breathe by the Hollies because obviously they, they wrote it first. The they should have. So Blind Melon was the name of that uh, band. It yeah, was yeah. a one hit wonder, and No Rain was the song. Yeah, yeah. So. Bit of, bit of no rain at the start there, yeah. and then once the singing yeah, yeah. kicked in, definitely creep. Uh, yeah. They are making out like a bandit from this song. <laughs> Can I just say, we've had so many facts that are Clayton specific. I know. It's like, like he was I, meant to be here. It's just random. Yeah, I don't like, think the band's breaking oh, up, guys. I just think it's expanding. <laughs> I think Clayton needs to come back every week. That's, yeah, all right. What a commute. Did. You spend <laughs> two days getting there, spend a day at home, yeah. two days getting back. Well, I get the day back when I travel back. Oh, of, course, yeah, of course, yeah. You're making time. Well, and you so, know what happened to Clayton on the oh, way over? Yes, no. I, I do. I was just about to say, but go. He, he lost his actual 30th birthday on the way over. That's true. It, it, really? Yeah, crossed the border, across the timeline, and gone. Like, his act, the day of his birthday, gone. Yeah. Wow. That's it, awesome. So yeah. he's still 29. Awesome. 29 <laughs> in perpetuity. <laughs> That's so cool. And I got extra scotch from the flight attendant. Yeah, you did. Uh, nice. That is a win. That is a win. <laughs> but was she like, well, it's not actually your birthday, yeah. so you get nothing. <laughs> no. uh, when's your birthday? <laughs> Sorry. Th- no, that's not today, and it's, it was never that day. Hang so. on, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, happy. Oh, uh, oh, no, sorry, you missed gone. it. In fact, nope. you owe sorry. us some whiskey. Yeah. 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 I was once again back. very conscious of being an asshole American. Of so course. I was like, Got to work on that Dutch accent. Um, <laughs> excuse me. It is my birthday. It is my, my birthday. birthday. <laughs> and I missed it. I'm very sad. <laughs> Can I have some American whiskey? <laughs> my, name is, my name is Clayton Van der Peer. <laughs> Van der Hoogen Pierce. Yeah, sorry. Employ this method on your way home and you'll have a yeah. such a better ride. So many less stresses. Speak with Dutch accent. Yeah, when Clayton Van der Hoogen Pierce is uh, traveling, <laughs> people look after him. They can't help but look after him. <laughs> International man. Now, we put out a big call to the internet uh, for for some content. We said, help and, us and help we, you. We got, we got inundated. I, we did. So I think we more than one cut. person wrote something. It was like, "Whoa, <laughs> steady an inund- on inundation." <laughs> yeah, it was a cacophony of input. Nice, uh, much welcomed. I'm always happy. I'm oh. always happy when the notifications start rolling in. It gives me those dopamine hits that I so crave. Uh, 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 <laughs> sweet, sweet um, dopamine. But I do not have the. Th- uh, wait, I do. It's like I got all of these things ready, and then my phone goes, "Well, you haven't really, oh, you haven't, you haven't used them yet." So I'm going to close everything down. Why do you do this, phone? You're not the boss of me. It really is. The phone is absolutely the boss of me, guys. Everything I do is guided. While while Rick is uh, looking that up, uh, to put you on the spot here, Clayton, uh, what's 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 been some highlights of your of your trip uh, thus far? Uh, Obviously, this is probably this this will be up there. This is it. The the final leg of your journey because you were in Melbourne for uh, a week or so prior to heading to New Zealand, eh? Yeah. uh, So yeah, I I came and I arrived, and Jason's daughter had. baked me 
a cake. Wow. Which they then threw in the bin because it wasn't your birthday. (laughs) And it was never your birthday. They said this would have been yours if your birthday ever actually happened. It was a lamington, which I had never had a lamington before. Oh, yeah, it's very Australian, isn't it? Oh, shout out to all of our New Zealand listeners. (laughs) Oh, is it? Did I just steal it? Appropriate it? It is yet another one of the controversial uh, foodstuffs slash uh, famous... People that about may we, or may not be Australian. Originally. We get to keep Lamington, and they can have Russell Crowe back. Yeah, that's fair trade. <laughs> yeah, agree. we keep Pavlova and Lamington. Yep. I have another food-related highlight, though. Yes. Um, mm. So before I had left, I had posted on my social media like uh, I, I, I'm a person who loves sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, a very respectable trait. <laughs> and um, as I was leaving, I said, "What kind of sandwiches do they have in Australia? What kind of sandwiches do they have in New Zealand?" I'll report back with my findings, huh? and I've discovered that uh, the type of sandwiches that you have are meat pies, and sausage rolls. <laughs> like obviously, you have other sandwiches yeah, as we well. Have, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not—I'm not saying like it's yeah, exclusive, yeah. but that's a thing that is like distinctly sandwich in my vernacular. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, so, so that's a highlight. That's our default uh, option. Yeah, you, right. I, I know that a lot of you Portland folk pretty much solely existed on pies when you were in Wellington. <laughs> there were some of us, yeah, they were really kind of like pinching pennies yeah. and we had that little bakery that we went to. Yeah. And um, How many meat pies can I feasibly eat? Um, <laughs> without dying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, then, and you were trying to sort of um, plot them in around your schedule. So it's right. like, I don't want to be too full of meat pie when I'm on stage. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to be craving meat pie. So I need to know how many uh, I can have a meat pie before the show and a meat pie after the show. Yeah. The meat pie schedule is quite hectic. Meat pie so, There was a spreadsheet. Right you're, also, uh, you're also a chef. So uh, uh, are you going to take a, a bit of pie culture back to Portland and maybe open pie time, Clayton's pie time? Clayton's pie time, I think, would be great because, you know, we'll sell these in Portland. We're mm. not going to charge like 3 or $4. Yeah. No. We're going to be charging like... Twelve dollars, yeah, 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 for worth, the lower end, worth right? every yeah. penny for the Total. sausage roll. Twelve dollars, yeah. yeah. If you want, if you want steak and mushroom, we're going up to sixteen. Okay, mm. Clayton Vanderhoek and Pierce's <laughs> pie time. You can have a little Dutch profiteroles. Vanderhoek and pies, Dutch are they? Profiteroles, oh, yeah. Uh, I think I made that up. Stroop waffles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have some input. Input from the internet. Robbie Ellis. The Robbie Ellis. Robbie Ellis. Who we also saw in Wellington. Shout out to the Robbie Ellis. Ah, Robbie. Um, Love you, Robbie. He says, do you have a universal rule of storytelling that is your favorite, most true to you, most important in what you do, slash uh, you most want others to know? A universal rule of storytelling. I guess he thinks in terms of- Boring stories. I don't know. (laughs) I guess he means in terms of improvising or um, uh, performance or something like that. Um, I don't uh, really have any hard and fast narrative rules. No, I just I, I still subscribe to that idea of letting the audience do as much work as possible, like yeah. not over over simplifying or over explaining things or beating yeah beating them over the head. Yeah, you've probably over. done you've probably done the most uh, probably story theory exploration. Yeah, you've done yeah. your Robert McKees yes. and yeah mm. uh, online courses and all of that. Yeah. So you're probably most into the storytelling. Most well-versed. Yeah. Rules and regulations. I'm more of a bebop and scatting kind of guy. <laughs> I'm more of a freeform um, basquiette. I'm the basquiette of uh, storytelling. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. that's how I see myself. You get a basquiette hair. Yeah. Um, totally. Or am I the Banksy? I don't know. I haven't decided which amazing street artist I want to <laughs> parallel my <laughs> parallel my storytelling to. I'll I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Um, but yes, I don't necessarily have uh, hard and hard and fasty rules. Oh no, I've turned the monitor off. We've this, just lost uh, that monitor. Tech difficulties. Do I we don't need know it? What time? Um, just for time. 
But I mean, I did a show in 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 Wellington that was specifically about trying to um, fuck with storytelling uh, yeah. and 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 narrative rules. So yeah, I guess guys, I'm pretty evolved when it comes to storytelling. Um, oh, and, and if there's rules, I just want to break them. Like I'm just a maverick. You're like John uh, Cage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just um, people call me the uh, enfant terrible ah. of the storytelling world. I'm sort of yeah. a rebel, a renegade. Nice. Um, people talk about me in hush whispers. There's a real mythology around mm. me and uh, and how I how I attack story. Rick Brown. That's Rick right. Pull it apart, yeah. deconstruct it. Yeah, you're like yeah. you're like Adrian Ferriand from um, St- Al Bully. Uh, story is just. Did I say uh, that right? You're you're a chef. Did I get his name right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, I think we've pretty categorically answered that question. Robbie. I think we have. Uh, the Robbie Ellis must be satisfied in his boots right now. Just as make it a story you enjoy telling. Um, Danny Ginsburg wants to know what's the one improv skill if everybody knew would make the world a better place. Focus. L- focus just focus, listening. Focus. Yeah, I think listening's a, yeah listening's a big one. And I'm just gonna go like, and approaching things with an open open mind. I think that's one of the big things of. Um, Improv. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's often hard to translate into to to the outside world as well. Like it's it's kind of easy to do on stage to be open yeah. to ideas and to um to attack things with a more positive attitude or uh, yeah, like let's take Rather this idea and make it work. Defending with fear. Yeah, oh, yeah. Attack with there's something there with attack fearless with, with courage. No yeah. gusto. No. Um, no, no. Attack with whatever you said weapons no <laughs> attack with openness Sticks. didn't you say attack with openness uh, we'll have to go back to attack the attack it with openness what, well, what we're saying is we've got to defend with fear we've got yeah. a pretty good uh, catchphrase yeah. in the works Somewhere but we haven't there. locked it down I yet. have it someone's locked it down already yeah, no, it's D- Damika Parker's sound improv yes it teaches curiosity yes. over judgment curiosity over judgment oh, oh. nice yeah, yeah, stay that open works. that's good love people instead of hating them yeah <laughs> Also, I'd like to add that I think a, a skill would be know how you can positively impact something when you engage with it. Like, and mm. that might be challenging the idea or the offer yeah. or playing along with it, but actually have intent yeah. to impact something and help help it rather than just kind of come in and go, oh, hey, guys, yeah, I'm yeah. here to support you. Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, and be open to that being changed as it impacts as well. And these, okay. I was going to say, I was walking down the street the other day and I was saying something and Miria just cut me off and I was like, I haven't finished talking. And she's like, oh, yeah, but I just had to say that because I didn't want to forget it. And I was like, so you were thinking of something rather than listening to me while I was talking. And you she's need like, to take one of my workshops. Yeah. How much money have you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, all these improv skills that, that we touch on are that we're always working on in terms of uh, developing ourselves on stage and everything. They are the hardest things to translate into real life. Oh, and, yeah, and those times you. when you are able to apply them to real life, it's always really satisfying. But they are. It is. It, it's difficult, and we. I mean, obviously, we go into corporate businesses, and we're always trying to exude the benefits. Uh, mm. Extol the benefits. Extol. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think we can exude as well. We're I trying to big up the benefits um, of, of which there yeah. are many, because um, they also plug really nicely into corporate life. But um, in just in your personal life, it's always tough because that's where the stakes are almost the highest. That's the that's the the most important scene of all. And they're isn't not paying it? your you, life. They're not paying you shitloads of money, so it's <laughs> you don't have. You know, it's like oh, it could be. And yeah. I've seen a lot of improvisers, and I'm happy to fall on my own sword here and say there are moments where I haven't done this either, where um where improvisers don't use any of the skills that no. we practice in <laughs> improvising no. on in our own lives. Yeah. You know. Yes. We all need we could all be better. Can we all agree right here, right now, we need to try harder. 
So I was yes. listening. <laughs> it, Danny Ginsburg. Ginsburg. With a follow-up question. Yes. Just wants to know, if money was no object, where would you retire to? That place that Clayton walked to sounds pretty good. Um, well, we're all going to be killed by um, the, the crater aliens, insects crater um, before no, we can retire. That'd be pretty, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, I, would, I think I would either go in the places of the world that I've been to, I would probably like, love to spend more time in, in Roma, in oh, Italy, yeah. or somewhere in Italy. Yeah. Um, but Tuscany, if I think, yeah. Um, I think I would really love to retire just to like a little seaside town in like in, like in, in Victoria. Um, I'd just love to be in a holiday town, retired, just the beach right there. All the time. Yeah, and just be an old person in the town and you could, you know, you're not having to manage the everyday life of um, kids and all of mm. that. You're just free to relax. I'm imagining that I'm retired with, with you know, I'm not worried about money yeah, in yeah, my yeah. mind. Of course. This is this is my dream retirement. Yeah, because yeah. when you live on the beach yeah. and sleep, like literally on the sand of the beach, you yeah. don't have any money worries because no. you don't have any money. No, no, you don't need them. I'm not constrained by your rules and regulations. No, no. Haven't I told you what a maverick I am, Carl? <laughs> I'm no, just I'm a maverick in storytelling. I'm agreeing with you. Because my life is just a story that I'm telling. Yeah. And so I don't buy it by any of the storytelling rules. I'm a renegade. Oh, yeah. It's a street artist. <laughs> I would, mine would I'm, be I'm like. A big, I'm a beach banksy. <laughs> mine would be like the English countryside. Oh. With a nice, you know, like a, with green, just because it's so green. Just, I, like, I hate the Australian countryside. Yeah, yeah. And, and you don't dry, like the heat. And it's red. I like the heat. I don't like getting, I don't like it when I can't get away from the heat. So yeah. if my house, if I live in a hot house, yeah. I hate that. But yeah. my house now is like double brick and stuff. So Loving it's, it. It's cool. We've got an aircon and, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I want to live in green, lush, yeah. you know, where there aren't animals that are going to try and kill me. Like the, the biggest thing I got to look out for is a fucking badger, you know. And yeah. it's like, yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> Give it uh, go, and just, you know, nice trees and a stream and like a cottage, kind of probably like Hobbit Town or whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, New Zealand sounds pretty good. Yeah, maybe New Zealand. That's close and that's similar. And they yeah. don't have a lot of predatory no, animals, do they? There's not a lot that can kill you there. No, the big predators that they were uh, trying to eradicate from the Abel Tasman Trail were mice and stokes <laughs> and rats. Awesome. And they're like, these are the that. apex predators of the island. Wow. We've got a that's bunch awesome. of um, input. Oh, Jason, where are you retiring? Uh, I'd, I'd go south island of New Zealand oh. as well. Yeah, yeah. It it's a, beautiful. It is a wonderful place. Well, Although I've, somewhere cold, I want somewhere cold. The um the and the no earthquakes, earthquakes are the only thing that keeps me yeah, off no from, from New Zealand. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. and again, shout out to all my New, uh, New Zealand listeners. Um, I just find it every time I'm there, I'm like, oh, I would love to live here. This yeah, is the, this so place nice. is just like a dream come true. And they're like, oh yeah, but earthquakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, if I go there, I probably will have to live there because I'm sure I won't get back in the country. Yeah, you won't get... If you go anywhere now, Carl, you won't get back in the country. <laughs> where Your next international destination is where is you my, live. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on the lamb? English countries. Look, you kill a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, Jason Rao wow. has uh, given us a bunch of stuff to oh, really? use over. How much of it is good? Uh, <laughs> all of it, Carl. Okay. You know all Jason right. Raul. Yeah. He's the benchmark yeah, of quality. Um, he wants to know, um, first of all, he's just got a few quick questions. Has okay. Jason ever actually stored a car in any of his garages? Uh, no. No. What? And store all his games and awesome Where would I things put stuff? and pinball yeah. machines and Where stuff? Where would I put stuff? On yes. the street? Fuff. 
As long as I've known Jason, he's uh, he's often had a garage and there has never been a car in it. That no. is a fact. God, no. That is an actual fact. It is. Um, it's just good, good space gone to waste. Yeah. yeah. This is a big garage as well. Because uh, a car can only transport you from, you know, one place to another, whereas this garage oh, can transport so you to worlds. Worlds, yeah. anywhere. Universes. There's so many possibilities oh. uh, on the, on these shelves to take you away from your life. Planet Crater Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Jason Rowell, there's that question answered. Nice. Simple. And he also wants to know, shaving up the cheeks or down? Well, it depends where the hair I grows. Never, I never shave up. No, you're not supposed to. I stopped only because of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that brief period in time yeah. when Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was quite a popular show on Very our popular. televisions. And um, one of the things I kept harping on about was never shave never shave up against yeah, shave Always shave down. Yeah. And if it's not shaving well enough, it's because your razor's shit. Ah. Um, get a better razor. Ah. Or, or use the, the trick on your arm. Yeah, yeah. Arm trick. Um, yeah, so, yes, exactly. No. Um, that's not going to improve your razor. No. It's just going to maintain your razor, yeah, surely. Yeah. Um, it's not going to turn a mediocre razor into an awesome razor. Yeah. Um, but if it's mediocre, it's got hair just, and crap junk. I mean, to start with. Like, if it was a mediocre yeah. razor to start with. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to make it a great razor. Yeah, no, no. And I deal exclusively in mediocre razors. <laughs> right. There's <laughs> <laughs> a niche. Razors are one of those because um, I don't have that much facial hair and I don't have to shave that much. Um, like it's like a biannual thing. Yeah, yeah. And is that ra- once every two years? And razor prices are always twice like every year. Something I can never come to terms with razor prices. Yeah, they are expensive. Every time I'm like, I should buy some new razors. I'm like, I should get a good one. And then I look at them, I'm like, no, nah, just disposables. Just, yeah, <laughs> just those shitty, crappy disposables. That's the only thing that I can come to terms with. I buy them and then go fuck this. Like because I use them all and I'm like, I could have go buy more of those. Yeah, and so. Like, oh. I'll just use the beard trimmer on my electric razor and just not ever be clean shaven. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. We've all got our workarounds. Yes, we do. Um, What sort of immature things have you done as an adult to get your own way? Oh, gee. That's Jason Raul. He's lured us in with a couple of simple questions and now he wants to do a little delve deep, some deep diving. I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, I can't pick a, a, a point, but I'm pretty sure. I'm good at a tanty. Yeah. Like I'm pretty good at a, a, a tantrum yeah. every now and again. Uh, and and maybe not in a manipulative way. Like mm. in the moment, the tantrum comes from a place of truth. Right. But, uh, you know, if I stopped and looked looked back at myself, I'd be like, uh, yeah, that was just pretty much a tanty. Yeah. Uh, and, it, uh, yeah, it doesn't always work. Or, But I, I think maybe that's probably my, my go-to. It's the odd kind of dummy spit kind of tanty kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and I don't care. I don't care. I'll throw myself on the floor in the middle of the supermarket. <laughs> like, I don't care. I want a fucking chocolate. Okay. <laughs> so fuck off. Yeah. Trolley tipping. <laughs> I do the sookie. I'm a sookie tant. I, I just do, yeah. And it's not to get my own way. It's normally when I haven't got my own way and it's just to try to claim some sort of victory out of it. <laughs> it's like, well, if, if I'm not going to get my own way, then I'm going to be a sook and like, give you the silent treatment and just be like really non-responsive. Right. Like yeah. that's how I'm going to get my little victory because yeah. I didn't, you know, it's not going the way I want it. So, so I'm normally I'm quite effervescent and talkative, but now you don't. Get that. <laughs> you get a more subdued and quiet me. <sighs> Suffer. See, because with things like that, I mean, I guess I think we probably all do both those things. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything specific. I think maybe because I just say no. Like I'm very, I'm you very, refuse. I'm very happy to. Yeah, if it's something I don't want to do, I'm going to say, look, I don't want it. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Whereas, you which know, ties I'm, nicely back into our uh, putting improv lessons into our actual <laughs> lives. <laughs> <laughs> Carter says no, but it's it's not for stuff like that. It's about getting. 
I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's because people say yes all the time. Miri yeah. says yes all the time, and it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's it's, and that's not an impro thing. That's just uh, people wanting to be liked and overburdening themselves. Yeah. And, and people or, taking know, advantage of that. Going into organisations where everyone it's about capacity rather than you know quality and stuff. And it's like you've got to fucking say no to these things. Like you it's must. important. Oh, you've got to take care of you. Um, this is the only thing coming to my mind is that there was somebody that I had to work with that I really did not enjoy. And, uh, he had several annoying qualities about him. I won't go too far into it, but he was hovering over me one day and I'm, I'm a chef. I work with knives and I'm just standing <laughs> Stabbed there. him in the face. Well, yeah. I just, Cured I just slowly turned toward him without lowering the knife. Oh, and that's he a no-no left in me the alone. Oh, no-no. really? He left me alone after that. Oh. So I got my way and I feel like that was pretty childish and dangerous <laughs> yeah. and unprofessional. Yeah. But it and worked, so I'm, it I'm confused. And, and punishable <laughs> by law. <laughs> kind of sexy too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I am picturing you with a knife in your hand right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, because I was just like, oh, I didn't know you were standing right next to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could have turned any point with this knife and you would have died. <laughs> you ran into my knife ten times. <laughs> uh, okay. Read Wakmar. Wakmar. Wants to know... Um, what would you say are your biggest weaknesses and greatest strengths? Oh, it's oh, good to think this about. This is a self-reflective I podcast. Know, I know. <laughs> People just want to know a little bit. They just want to get beneath the surface. One of those answers is my abs, and I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> 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 um, um, my greatest strength, oh, I guess he means on stage. I'm assuming on stage or in life. Maybe I'd we just could say do both. in general, yeah. In life? I think so. Okay. Oh, is it the same? Um, Isn't all the world a stage? I think they're probably the same. It's, 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 I'm, I guess I'm nimble of mind, generally yes. speaking. Yeah, quick witted, which yeah. which is a useful skill on stage Definitely. and a useful skill in life. Yeah. Um, my greatest weakness. Oh, I don't know. I have to think. Mm. Strengths are easier because I have so many. <laughs> Rick, <laughs> don't we all? Rick, <laughs> How about this? <laughs> uh, who's got a strength? Uh, uh, I, I guess uh, my my strength is. Uh, my ability to kind of get along with people and, and connect with people, be it students or or uh, or, or uh, new people I meet or, or other people, and that doesn't always happen. But I think weaving the geary web. Yeah, I think I'm. Mm. I, I think I'm easily. Uh, I can connect easily with people uh, on a, on a truthful, genuine level. I can find something in uh, in in a lot of different people to connect with. Yeah, I'm really good at. It's a different version of that of playing very low status with people and deferring to them to make them, you know, like me. Mm. So, you know, I feel like... I, and I've worked some crazy weird jobs in my time. And he once worked always, for four years as someone's housemaid yeah. just, to, just to really enforce the low status nature of their relationship. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And Rick was really nice to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so cheesy. This is like old school gags. <laughs> uh, duh, duh. It's only um, cheesy if you say it's cheesy. Sure. Don't you know how... Oh, I just wanted to make You're no cheesy. Banksy. <laughs> Oh, oh my Banksy! Just throwing you off the scent. Oh, yeah. You brought it full circle. Look over there. I mean, yeah, like my desire path. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my one is um, my ability to figure stuff out. Like I like learning stuff. So, and I think I, you know, if I get a bit obsessed with stuff, I could deep dive into things really deeply. Mm. And just the way I did a, a IQ test when I was working at the space because mm-hmm. it was on Ariel's desk. And I just and I was eating my lunch at his desk, and they weren't there. Yeah. And I did it, and I walked Otherwise, away. Otherwise, he'd never have eaten his de- at lunch at the desk. He, never, he wasn't even allowed <laughs> oh in the room. Oh my god! What a rule breaker! <laughs> no eye contact. Um, and so I just went, and then I came back the next morning, and then they came in later, and then I heard Dario go, "Who's been on my computer?" <gasps> and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I've been on there before, and it's fine and stuff. But I was like, "Oh, I feel like I'm in trouble." Yeah. And he's like, "Was that you?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" Because did you use my computer? And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Did you do the IQ test?" And I was like, 
yeah. And he goes, and he just looked at me and then Deb, his wife's just like, no, no, you didn't. And I'm like, and he's like, no, this is my goodwill hunting story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. And then he goes, and she's like, no, you didn't. I was like, yeah, I did. Because I was the <laughs> people listening. I worked there basically. I did maintenance there and yeah. built things and stuff. And I also just cleaned the place. Yeah. You um, were the Matt Damon of Matt the space. Damon. And he's like, Yours, you got you beat me by a point. And he's oh. like a supercomputer science genius that used to program, like get paid shitloads of money to program timetables for trains and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah. And I knew that. I've done heaps of IQ tests and things like that in my time because I like seeing how smart I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew. And so we were comparing ads. And this isn't the crux of the story. The story is the way that I think that I learn. I said, what did you get for this thing? Because I wasn't sure if I got the right answer. And it was like, if Jimmy walks this way and meets Jenny here and they walk this way and all this sort of stuff. And so my, my, the way I worked it out was with paper and I'm like drawing things and going, calculating it. And so I said, I got this. And he said, yeah, that's the answer. And I was like, oh. And he goes, yeah, because A minus B times pi squared to the fourth or something is always that. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Like he learned a formula to work right. that out, whereas I just got to figure that out. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh, I am Matt Damon. Yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering. Yeah. And so I guess. You like apples. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. <laughs> so, probably our uh, greatest weaknesses uh, are that we are unable to harness our God given talents and skills in any strength. tangible way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clayton's strength. Hey. <laughs> my, my strength. I think that uh, uh, being patient while maintaining high expectations oh, is a strength of mine. Jeez, such clarity. I know. Like, getting chills. I cheated. Somebody told that to me once, and I was like, that's a good compliment. I'm saving that. That is good. Uh, Weaknesses. I think my weakness was my, it's not so much now, it's something I got to work on a lot. It was my desire to win stuff at all costs. Yeah, yeah. Like, even, so like I would play a board game, and it would be, fuck the game. It's about winning the game. And so it was like missing out on all the journeys of these things and having fun. The point of the game is that it's meant to build nice social connections and how you have a nice time with your friends. And the car's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to win. Winning. Carl, you're being a real dick. Get fucked. I'm going to win. And it's not about who I'm playing and stuff. And it's not about. They're They're all just. Blurry yeah, it's lines. Whatever. It's just. It's not like I'm. I want to beat you. It's just mm. I want to win. And yeah, that's, yeah. That, Nothing that was, personal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, Fuck no, knuckles. No. And then shut just, up and lose. Yeah. <laughs> Sit back and. <laughs> and that's ugly. I think like yeah. that was really ugly. Yeah. And so I went to a point where I get. I wouldn't play games against other people. I love games where we play against the board, sort of thing, like Zombicide or something yeah. like that. But if you said, "Hey, Carl, you want to play a board game?" I'm. I'm reluctant. And then there's. I can't find that middle ground of being super competitive or just going, I don't want to be super competitive, so I just won't give a fuck. And then it's like, well, why am I playing the game? Yeah. So then I'm trying to find that kind of – so often if I do something like that, I'll try and find it like, okay, oh, this is the way we play the game. And then I'm trying to look at maybe a, an interesting strategy. Oh, my, what if I do this? And Because I'm going to lose. And it used to drive me nuts because the first time I'd play a game, it takes me a while to get across it. And so I just get smashed and it's like, fucking smash everything. <laughs> And Indeed. so, yeah, I'm trying to, that's my weakness. Yeah. Uh, and my adrenals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your adrenals. Yeah. The Always the adrenals. When I die and they carve me open, they're going to go, this man has the adrenals of a 300-year-old man. <laughs> of a 300-pound elephant. <laughs> what the fuck has he done? Uh, my weakness is I lack drive and ambition. That's well documented. <laughs> my weakness is uh, uh, contradictory to my uh, strength, which is I don't like people a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. A lot of the time, <laughs> and oh, so, so uh, yeah, I have a strength that uh, it plays straight into my. <laughs> but is that because because you put you are like I'd say out of the three of us, um, and because I've only known you for maybe an hour, Clayton. So, <laughs> it's fair. Um, 
you, you, you put yourself out there more than us, I think. So you are contacting and, and you know, you're the, I'm, we used to do bingo board and Rick and I would set it up and go, Jason, go schmooze. Cause that was, you love doing that and talking to people and stuff. But I also can see the downside of that is it would be exhausting and tiring. And you know, so it feeds into that thing of just like, Oh God, like it's the thing, it's this thing you're really good at, but it also become be a burden as well. Yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 a yin yang kind of thing. Yeah, I think, and generally, I do like people. But if 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 you switch from yes to like in my brain, mm. like I I think my my weak the weakness part of that is sometimes I just flip that switch and that's it. You're not dead to me. You're still still a part of my world. But I should probably put more effort in. You know what I mean? Like I, I switch sure. switch it off too easy. Yeah, right. Nice. Close my it. weakness is that uh, I. Am a shit talker, uh, like behind people's back. Oh, uh, it's yeah. I'm sorry. It's I'm admitting this now, and it's 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 you know it doesn't mean that I don't like. I know. I mean, it's the people I don't like. It's just like that. If somebody does something that bothers me, like I vent it to somebody, and it's like I really wish that I could really shake that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I talk shit about people. Sometimes you need a good vent, though. Yeah. Because I think that gets it out and then you're done with it. So it might, yeah. yeah I mean, but yeah. if it's just like. But sometimes you, it doesn't stay contained, you know? Like sometimes yeah, right. it leaks through and people yeah. hear about it. And yeah. sometimes ah. people hear the wrong thing. They're like, oh, you must not like this person because right. you said this about them. And it's yeah. like, no, I just told you that so I didn't have to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Tough, it's tough to find those yeah. um, outlets and, and especially our social lives are so complex. You've got your online social life. I can't, don't. Can't often. <laughs> But uh, a lot of people so do, good. and you've got, so your, you've got your real life, social life, and and all of that. And um, Carl doesn't. No, that's true. So Carl, Carl's got it pretty simplified. I've got it. I've got it down pat, guys. My bags are packed at home. I've got that ticket to England. <laughs> it's just just countryside, waiting for meadows, the lush countryside, meadows, wildflowers. Um, yeah, and so it is. You're always dealing with complex um, dynamics of relationships and, and finding those outlets because uh, things do build up. You know, tensions mm. build up, and you know that they're not. Um, they're not relationship ending tensions yeah. but they they can start to cause friction if you're not finding outlets to to get them out they can just churn yeah. up inside of you and it's sometimes just letting them out a little bit we it's the it's the pressure cooker analogy we all know it uh, yeah. you're a chef you deal yeah. with pressure cookers I, all the time all the time can't keep that steam in there no it's going to go somewhere badly. it's going to go somewhere need the valve <laughs> hey guys fact quick oh fact quick it's late we're screaming it in late that's it i like it we're bookending the um episode with facts now we do have a fact quick theme coming uh jim uh fishwick uh who sends the fact weeks in uh and the robbie alice were in the same place uh in wellington new zealand and they made a theme song for oh, us did they yeah really uh, and robbie's just said it's on its way he's got to uh, piece it together and produce it and he's still traveling so we will have a theme for this at some point Ooh, bit thank of sizzle, you jim bit of sizzle Thank you, Jim, for this uh, fact week again. We love having this as a segment of the show and the fact that you have embraced it as well. So here is uh, a fact from Jim Fishwick that we like to call a fact week. A merry-go-round has a lead horse <gasps> that is clearly different from the others so <gasps> that the operator can count how many times the ride uh, how many rounds the ride has done? That is genius. Oh, I feel cheated. Oh, but now, that now is you, so you, good. You, and now you, no you, one will ever look at America around the same. And you want to find that lead horse? Wanna, yeah, I want to ride that lead horse. I yeah. want to be the winner. Yeah. Oh no, I mustn't do that. <laughs> Shit. You, you need Shit. to find the lead horse and then go on the one in front of it. Carl. Yes. Yeah. So you're last. 
but you're in the last first. horse, but, but you're also in. Yeah, you can you can spin that. I'm losing, yeah. but I'm also just ahead of that lead horse. Yeah, so I must be winning. <laughs> I lapped that horse, and then your brain goes into a loop, and you have a stroke. Yeah. Oh, what a way to go! A desire <laughs> path. Stroke. I died winning. That's a a perfect Carl desire path right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, I am desperate to go and find a merry-go-round. Uh, that can be my, every time you see a merry-go-round, you're going to be like, which one's yeah, the lead horse? Where is it? Where is it? And I wonder if some of them are just like. There's one black horse. That's really easy. And yeah. others are just like, like it's just like the subtle. eyelash turns a little bit more on the, on one eye, on one side. I've seen carnival uh, operators. It's going to have to be something quite obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think you, I don't think your carny ride operator <sighs> generally is looking for nuanced eyelash uh, differentials in their merry-go-round horses. I mean, some I of the merry-go-rounds have chariots and yeah. stuff on them. Yeah. Yeah. That can be my stencil. Com- Banksy thing where I'm just going to stencil the lead horse. Can you be called Carlsy? Can you be called Carlsy, <laughs> please? Yes, I can. Carlsy. Carlsy. Carlsy's. Carlsy. Carlsy, the Dutch street artist. Carlsy. <laughs> Carlsy, the Dutch Banksy. Carlsy van den Hoogen Banksy. I'm so sorry, Kiki. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of this uh, 160th episode. (sighs) Historic. A new age. Historic. A new age. Uh, Thank you, Kiki. They said it couldn't be done. Uh, Shout out to Vaughn Kraholi, who who has just almost begged us over the years to have a guest on the show at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, Because, I mean,. A, because he thought it might be fun. B, he was just sick of our dynamic from the word go. Yeah. Um, and thought anything to help you guys out is yep. probably a good idea. And we shut him down on numerous occasions and said, shut up, Vaughn. It's never happening. Um, <laughs> keep, keep your Kraholi opinions to yourself. Kraholi! <laughs> um, and in the end, uh, we've, we've really just handed we him a gift. We've said, we yielded. well, you know what? We're... we're we're going to apply our improv skills to, to real life. Yeah. We're Does he still yes. listen? And it was also uh, a gift of circumstance as well. I mean, yeah, Clayton, I mean, this Clayton's, was not planned. Yeah, this was no. 100% we're just like, Clayton's like, yeah, no. here. We like him. Let's yeah. chat. Let's we, do it. we can make this poor jet-lagged fool sit alone in the lounge room uh, pondering his own existence. <laughs> <laughs> or we can just, he can come and hang out with us for a little bit. And Rick and Jason pulled me aside when I got here and it's like, we know you've only known Clayton for like 30 seconds, but what do you think? And I'm like... Yeah. And he said, yeah, let's he do said, it. no way. And I said, we're not going to record the episode. It's, we're just going to pretend. So and I was like, should I like get my part. mother-in-law's car back to her? So, oh, fuck it. All right. Yeah. And we're also like, oh, what we should have done is just had his microphone off the whole time. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> probably just, should have. And just seen how the episode worked out with us uh, talking to a guy that no one else could hear. You would have heard less coughing probably. <laughs> <laughs> there were uh, so many ways we could have done this. And yeah. yet we've chosen to do it this way and I have no regrets. None and I'm happy all. we did because now I know he's good with knives. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, no Pleasure, worries, dude. Man. Pleasure. Uh, thanks very much for listening, everyone. You can go to our Patreon uh, and subscribe to the podcast to help uh, us fund flying people over from America <laughs> uh, to be guests on the podcast. Uh, we've got a, a big wish list, uh, A-list celebrities. Uh, we need to fly them over at least business class. So please go to Patreon. Subscribe what you can to the show. Apologies to... Um Everyone who's probably disappointed uh, that our very first guest has just added to the Sausage Fest. Uh, we, we had an opportunity. We've got a guest in. Just another dude. And so, I'm, again, we don't always make the best decisions, but we make decisions. And I think that's something. And in yeah. fairness, we're not the manliest of men. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we talked you know, about... We don't exude dude. No. We, we talked about our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, we're vulnerable. We, we, yeah. We're coming from a place of vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. We're open. As only a bunch of sausages can. (laughs) I wasn't listening, sorry. (laughs) Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, We'll be back next week for 161. Thanks very much. See you later. Shred my wheat, big shooly dooly. Mama loves your shallot. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good in Dutch. (laughs)
<laughs> Everything sounds good in Dutch. Yeah. 